Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday, y'all. Woohoo! First one of the first week of the year, 2022. We have made it, we have cruised through. It's always a little tough to get back to that first full week. After you've had a few days off in the prior couple of weeks around the holidays, but we're rocking and rolling, ready to go. We thank you so much for joining us. 601-879-4395. That would, of course, be the ceasefire text line. If you would like to participate and join the conversation, start off this morning uh, with a little news. From the performing arts front, Sidney Potier, an Oscar-winning actor, passed away at the age of 94. He won, uh, of course, Best Actor in 1964. Uh, I think it's fair to say he's known for his performances in uh, Lilies of the Field, is one. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, one of my favorite movies. What an awesome movie that was. And one of the few movies that got a remake where the remake was actually pretty good. I agree. It was. The one with Ashton Kutcher and that whole crew. Pretty good. It. I agree. Um, In the Heat of the Night, remember that? Oh, yeah. Which, of course, launched the popular television series that was based in Spata, Mississippi. Uh, and I think maybe my favorite... One that I could watch repeatedly and enjoy, To Serve With Love. I just thought it was a fantastic performance and just a really neat theme and storyline. If I'm not mistaken, he was also a part of history where music and movies crossed over. Uh, in the movie Blackboard Jungle, I think it was, in the mid-50s. It was yeah. one of, if not the first, feature-length films to include rock music. Yeah, okay. Which, that's another one that got remade, and the remake was actually pretty good, because the remake was Dangerous Minds. Oh, okay. With Michelle Pfeiffer in the role Remember that? Yeah. Anyhow, he's passed away, lived a, a long and productive, fruitful life at the age of 94. Um, we should play Lulu's To Sir With Love at some point here on the program, in honor of the great Sidney Poitier. A little bit of good news also before we dive into all the politics of the day. We got Representative Dan Eubanks joining us, by the way, at uh, 1020. Representative Charles Busby on the program at 1105. You know about this I-95 traffic jam due to the weather up there. 
folks stranded for hours in Virginia. An Uber driver was one of those who was strand, uh, stranded and was um, sat in a car, in a vehicle, overnight with a teenage passenger who he described as emotional and overwhelmed because they were in this obvious gridlock. And anyhow, stayed with the, the passenger and is also a full-time realtor and property manager in the D.C. area, drives for Uber and Lyft on a part-time basis. Said he went, didn't see any alerts, didn't see any notifications. It seems like a lot of people were in that same situation. Just nobody was aware of what was headed that way. And so, anyhow, he sat with this passenger and said the passenger was calling her mother, calling her father, and and, um, was just really overwhelmed and wanted to get her home. Finally did. And he uh, he got him to a point where his family a family friend picked up the passenger. But you know it's just it's a good act by of kindness I thought by an Uber driver trying to take said he was determined he was going to get this person his passenger to their destination safely and did so. I think it's just another example of goodness in this world in this country good people. And you should also know that there's there are photos of this this Uber driver. He's a black male. So what? No big deal. And I don't know the race of the passenger. Doesn't matter. But my guess is a person with a heart like that doesn't care. And I think that is a reflection of the vast majority of people in this country. They're more concerned about doing good deeds for fellow humans. And I say that because I get so tired of the narrative driven by those who appear uh, appear to seek to divide us along racial and gender and economic lines, which is just classic <laughs> dyed-in-the-wool Marxism, honestly. Anyhow, just caught that story and thought that was pretty good. Now, yesterday, January 6th, the one-year anniversary of the, I'm not going to call it an insurrection, because insurrection, the act of insurrection, is an illegal one, and it can be prosecuted. No one's been prosecuted that I'm aware of for insurrection. Is that right? Is that your understanding as well? As far as I've seen, I'm not just, a single one. Okay. I'm just going to call it... There's as been I did, trespassing. There's been destruction of public property. There's been thefts of public property. I think there was even one where it was theft of sensitive information or something along those lines because it was a laptop. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no insurrection charges. So I'm going to call it an invasion, a breach, an incursion. None I mean, of those. With all the theft, you could call it a riot. Yeah, I think riot is an accurate description of it. Yeah, I mean, but riot is kind of subjective, I would say. When you got Especially CNN, in the last couple of years. Exactly. When you got CNN reporters say, no, pay no attention to that fire burning down that building in the background on the camera, 
No, that's a peaceful protest. So, although then again, it's kind of hard to call it a riot when you got all the pictures of them. I mean, some of them walking with stolen goods, but still walking within the velvet ropes. How? Okay, exactly. How about the Capitol police officer that is in the Senate chamber with a couple of those in the Capitol, including oh, the yeah. Chewbacca man? You've seen the video of that. Yeah, the shaman dude. Right, and he goes up to the that dude has <laughs> mental. He's weird. He goes up to the podium, uh, and anyhow, the cops in there, the Capitol police says, "Hey, guys, can." Can we just leave the Senate chamber? He's not saying, you know, get your rears out of the Capitol. I mean, they're just having a friendly discussion. And, and so it's kind of hard to to affix a, a, a definition of that as terrorism when you've got the law enforcement and the so-called terrorist having a cordial conversation. So we can't call it a riot because that's not correct. We call it a mass trespassing event. Mass trespassing. <laughs> Whatever. I'm good with that. I'm down with that. But but you know, yesterday when I came in, having uh, having consumed the presentations of the <laughs> the president and the vice president's remarks, and and watched it uh, on the news live, and I came in. I was mad. I even said, you know, I had to double up on my blood pressure medicine. Well, one of the things that really infuriated me, and it wasn't just me, because after the uh, this unfolded yesterday, lots of news sources really went crazy on this equation of uh, the president and the vice president of the events on January 6th to other, obviously, historical events of great note in our history, such as the Civil War, such as Pearl Harbor, such as 9-11. I thought that was despicable, honestly. I mean, in fairness... I can see it's a stretch, and it is spin, and it is making hay to compare it to the Civil War. But that's a heck of a lot more accurate than Pearl Harbor or 9-11. Agree, but there's one critical distinction, in my view, in trying to equate those events to this. Nobody died except Ashley Babbitt. 500,000, 400-something thousand in the Civil War, I think. Yeah. 2,800 in Pearl Harbor. I may have them reversed. 2,400, 9-11. A bunch of people died in all those events. I, I can't buy into the the uh, equivalency there. We'll take a break right here on Middays. We've got uh, Representative Dan Eubanks next. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 48. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 34. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 65. And for your Sunday, showers and thunderstorms, high near 70 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. 
If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. At Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you were, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Whatever Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We appreciate you so much for joining us today. 601-879-4395. That is the C Spire text line. Joining us now in the studio, Representative Dan Eubanks. He represents District 25. 
DeSoto County. He's the vice chair, apportionment and elections committee vice chair, congressional redistricting committee, and vice chair of the legislative reapportionment committee. You got a lot of stuff going down there. <laughs> well, it's just because we're in a, a, a redistricting cycle. Yeah. You know, with uh, every 10 years when the, the census rolls around, it's yeah. time to start redrawing lines. Yeah. And we just did that, right, we for did. the congressional districts, and the House has voted on that, passed House, it. Yeah, House voted on it yesterday and passed it. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the Democrats had some issues with it, obviously, and uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting to take a look, and I, I don't know about uh, most of the listeners if they understand sort of the process, but, you know, when you're, when you're redrawing lines, uh, you've got to keep the population amounts equal among the four districts. Yeah. And the the Delta district that Representative Benny Thompson represents, it lost more than anybody. I mean, yeah. We had to make up a, a big hole, sixty five thousand. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the things when you when you are redrawing lines, you have to uh, you know, if it's a minority majority district, you're kinda limited. You can't go in and dilute it and and gerrymander it so that it, you can turn it into Republican district. So you've got to be contiguous to it. You've got to keep the the numbers, you know, fair. And and I think one of the Democrats' problems was they thought it was too geographically large. But you could go north and take Tate and DeSoto County, which would heavily skew it more Republican. Yep. Uh, you could take Madison County, which would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could take those southern those southern four counties that was added in. And, in the southwest. Uh, yeah, and, and it's I think it's kind of interesting to point out that, you know, there's a lawsuit right now, uh, but the, the plan that the NAACP and uh, Representative Thompson submitted and wanted – actually lowered his BVAP more than the plan that we adopted out Explain of Explain that to our yeah. audience. So the BVAP is your black voting age population, mm-hmm. and that's part of how you would determine uh, sort of the minority or, or the racial makeup of of the district. And so, uh, you know, one of the things you have to be very careful about in, in Mississippi in years past, you know, the, there were issues, and so the Justice Department usually reviews whatever plan comes up mm-hmm. to make sure that it's fair. And uh, one of the one of the things that you have to take a look at is if it is a minority majority district, you can't dink with that VBAP, VBAP so much that it would totally change the dynamics of the district. So, yeah, um, I think it's a good plan, and I think uh, it it it, it uh, fulfills all the requirements. But you know, it's politics as usual. Yeah, I had the minority leader, uh, Representative Robert Johnson, on the program yeah. yesterday, and I mean, he expressed some kind of minor. Uh, uh, concerns about it, but he didn't seem. I, I don't. I didn't feel like terribly bent out of shape about it. He did yeah. say there were, in his caucus, I think two Democrats did break ranks and did vote with the Republicans mm-hmm. to approve. Is that correct? Yeah, that's we, what he but said. But we actually had a couple of Republicans vote okay. against. Vote against. So, okay. so it kind of so balanced, kind of balanced out, out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, bottom line is it's it's uh, passed now by the House, transmitted to the Senate, and we'll. Yeah. See what happens there. Do you feel like it'll go through the Senate without any I, amendment? I, I think it will. Well, no, I think they'll they'll do the same thing that they did in the House. Okay. Somebody over there will raise the same issues, but I, I believe it's probably going to pass as is, and it'll get reviewed. and And uh, I think it's going to be the plan we ultimately wind up with. Okay. All right. So what's next then on the, on the calendar for districting redistricting? So, so now we move on to redistricting our House and Senate districts across the state. Yeah. And. Um, you can imagine that in in districts that have lost a lot of population, especially if you're a Delta district, I know mm-hmm. uh, some of the districts that, that that butt up to mine even, in fact, have mm-hmm. lost population. So it's you've got to maintain a certain threshold uh, of 
say in the house, you know, you've got like a five percent plus or minus uh, margin to hit the number, which is around twenty four thousand plus uh, voters mm-hmm. or residents. And so, what what uh, what we will be doing is going in and redrawing lines there. Same process yeah. all over again. Uh, you know, there are parts of the state that grew a lot. Yep. And DeSoto County was one of them. Um, and so the lines will change, you know, quite a bit there. Like, I'll have to give up some population. Most of the reps will. We'll probably gain another seat up there. But we may actually have uh, some adjoining county districts take a little piece of, okay. of uh, DeSoto. And the same is true wherever. So, like, if you if you got somebody on the Delta that lost a lot of population, their district may grow in geographical size. Yep. Uh, gotcha. Or down on the coast where there was a lot of population growth. They may shrink and sure. may add add ones down there. What's the population for a House seat and for a Senate seat in Mississippi? Well, um, off the top of my head, I couldn't give you the exact number, but it's around 24,500 right. yeah. for the House. Yeah. It's, it's about 50,000 for, about for the Senate. It's yeah. About, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty much double. Pretty much stays there. And that, I think, uh, corresponds with the number of House members, roughly, and the number of yes. Senate members as well. So yes. when you look at the population representation. Okay, so that's a big deal is the redistricting stuff. And, and I know that the congressional districts were time-sensitive, so you had to get right. on that and get that done. Because we have an election this right. fall. So right. um, qualification period, it all has to be approved before um, you know they qualify to run in the fall. Okay. All right, so I know this is something, Representative Eubanks, you, you've been uh, an outspoken opponent of, that is the federal vaccine mandate. So you got the Supreme Court taking this matter up. Today. Today. Yeah. Right. They, the opening, in fact, already heard some uh, some sound bites on the news channels with the opening arguments. So yeah. uh, where do you see that going right now? So they're, they're, I believe they're taking up the, the private sector and the uh, hospital medical workers, right. uh, those two of the three. The other one was federal contractors. Right. I think it's those two that they're taking up today. Yep. So, And the Biden administration is doubling down and working overtime to oh, yeah. keep those things in place. I, I don't know why they're so married to that, honestly, especially in light of the Omicron, which is spreading across the country and is infecting vaccinated people oh, yeah. as much as it's infecting the unvaccinated. It just seems like broad and gross overreach at the federal level. Uh, so what do you think happens there? Well, you know, the, the I think you point out an interesting point, and that is that um, the the vaccinated and fully boosted are getting Omicron just as quick as the unvaccinated. Yeah. There is no, I mean, the Senate closed down early this week because the lieutenant governor and a bunch yep. of fully vaccinated members over there got it. It, it, it is, it. so if you're going to mandate somebody to do something against their conscience or will or even personal liberty, you really need to have a reason for it, and there is no reason for it. The uh, the 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 efficacy of the of the vaccine doesn't guarantee that you won't catch it, that you won't spread it. So you have to ask yourself, what's really going on here? Um, I think that the the Biden administration is going to double down. They're not going to back up, uh, and you know, if if they get a win on this, it won't be a hundred employees. It'll move to fifty. It'll move to twenty five. They 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 want to force it, and they're using private business. As an enforcement arm, basically, always a concern, yeah. and and so I don't know how this is going to turn out. I hope it depends on the the jurisdiction of the court. Uh, you know which court's hearing. I think it's the sixth, I know, sixth circuit, sixth circuit, um, which is you know it's it's probably not as a conservative of of one as the fifth circuit, but the, the fifth, yeah. But it but uh, they they hopefully will will put people's personal liberty and constitutional freedom. Uh, 
at the top of their the decision making uh, to realize that that uh, you know t- to be threatened and coerced in this manner by private business or or even government or ones that have uh, you know government contracts is I'm very sensitive to the subject. Um, I'm, I'm a big champion of giving people freedom to to make their own medical decisions. Sure. And so if you only knew the level of calls I've received over the last six months from people that are losing their jobs, that uh, that do not want to get the vaccine for whatever reason, maybe they've already had it and they've got natural immunity, maybe they have medical issues in the past with vaccines, or maybe they have a religious objection to it. And the level of hoops and the threats and, and stuff that they have to endure, it shouldn't be happening in this country. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you on that point, and it it just seems like it's uh, the point I've made on the program is that coming from the left, that anytime there's an issue like this, they always take a hammer to it. It's, yeah. it's never it's never done with any nuance or careful analysis or or surgical precision. It's like, nope, this is it. This is the only way you got to do this. It's force. It's rule. It's it's compliance. That's where I have a problem. And we got the president, the vice president yesterday that we're saying you know january 6th was the biggest threat uh, of last year the biggest threat to our democracy well honestly <laughs> the way the supreme court rules on this matter uh, you'd have to elevate that as a potential oh, uh, big threat to absolutely because that's as you said it's it's pernicious it just starts there and then it keeps on going we don't lose our freedom all at once i agree uh, it's it totally chipped agree. away and, and we're and watching that we're every watching day happen right can now. you hang around yeah, yeah we got more to talk about we got representative dan eubanks in the studio here on midday stay with us we'll be right back that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz.com. 
When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We're seeing record numbers of new COVID cases, and now the CDC is endorsing a booster shot for teens. Fox's Jonathan Siri has more. The CDC has expanded access to Pfizer's COVID booster to children as young as 12. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky refers to boosters as a way of keeping your vaccine protection up to date. It's likely lawmakers will revisit the possibility of eliminating the state income tax. Senator Briggs Hopson told us it needs to be a part of a whole package. I'll be filing a bill to reduce the state portion of the car tag uh, tax. So uh, that's something that I want to look at or something that I want to do, period. He says there are a lot of factors to consider. Inflation, what kind of revenue the medical marijuana program will create are among them. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. When it comes to your business IT solutions... Smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Little Huey Lewis bumping us into this segment. Super Talk Mississippi Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studios on this. Friday, y'all. Our guest in the studio, Representative Dan Eubanks. All right, so we were uh, we were just talking about the, the threat. The true threat to our democracy, I think, is when the Supreme Court takes up a matter such as these yeah. vaccine mandates and, and rules in a way that is inconsistent with the Constitution. Yeah, that's the threat to our democracy is when our our lawmaking uh, body and those who interpret the laws have a disagreement, and those who interpret the laws come down and say, "Well, we're in favor of something that that clearly is in conflict." That's what bothers me. Oh yeah, that's a threat to our democracy. Abs- absolutely. The um, in any ways, I mean, even going back to the proper role of government, you know, we we legislate so much now from the bench. It's like we, we run to the Supreme Court to say, is it okay, is it not okay, or to just basically set law for us. And uh, it's a shame that, that this debate really isn't happening in Congress. Yeah, I agree. And that's why there's so much talk, as, as you well know, Representative Eubanks, from uh, the Democrats in Congress about so-called court packing. I mean, that's yeah. the idea there. We can't oh, yeah. get what we want out of the court, so we're going to have to change the makeup oh, of yeah. it to get the outcome that we desire. We just want to force it, essentially, force our oh, yeah. way uh, across the spectrum of government. Let's get back to state matters. Yeah. So w- what do you see in uh, – we talked about redistricting. You know, from my perspective, we got this $1.8 billion of uh, American Rescue Plan money that you guys got to spend. We got medical marijuana as a lingering issue, of course, uh, tax reform, uh, lots of buzz about those matters right now. What's what's on your plate? What do you see happening there? Well, you know, I think it's going to be a, a pretty challenging and, and potentially contentious session. There's a lot of big items. Uh, and you named a couple of them, the income yeah. tax. Uh, nobody can seem to come to a, an agreement, but I think we all agree it would be a great thing sure. for our state. It would make us competitive, uh, you know, with surrounding states. Like, you know, look where all the growth and the movement of businesses, it's going to Texas and Florida and, and, and uh, Tennessee. Um, and one of the reasons for that is they don't have a state income tax. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and so – I think that's a big one. Um, I know that uh, the speaker and the governor both have signaled that they want to address this whole critical race theory business. Yep. Um, I have a bill that I've submitted uh, to try and do that as well, um, and I think it's something that needs to be done. I mean, people should it, – it's inherently racist, uh, the whole sort of mindset. And the problem is uh, there is, um, uh, you know, when it when it comes – when it comes to uh, calling it critical race theory, a lot of places just rename it. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and uh, you know, there's a hearing it's, that's going to happen. Va- it's veiled. Oh, it's not critical race <laughs> theory, but you're teaching these people they're racist and these people they're being their victims. Right. That's the essence of critical race theory. Right. And uh, it's just like uh, Common Core was years back. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. We have it. They just called it something yeah, different. Yeah, that's right. We don't have Common Core in Mississippi, yeah. you know, yeah. it, but we really do. And, uh, and so the. 
Um, so that's something that, that needs to be addressed, and I know there's several different approaches towards it, and I think it's something that is a priority of both the governor and the lieutenant governor. I don't know about the lieutenant governor, but the speaker, I mean. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's something that's going to come up, so that, that, that has the potential to be pretty contentious. Uh, reworking the referendum process. Yeah. You know, right now we don't have Good that point. in the yeah. state. Um, you know, anybody that, that was a part of Initiative 65 and getting that on the ballot – as you know, in our state, we have a process to where the citizenry can collect signatures and get uh, a constitutional amendment placed on the ballot. Right. And uh, right now, technically, we don't have that anymore. And I know there's a lot of people that want to see that restored. I think it will be, but it'll come back looking a little different. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think one of the other things uh, would be obviously fighting the unconstitutional Biden mandates when it comes to vaccines. Uh, we've got all the congressional redistricting, medical marijuana. Uh, those are all going to be big things this session. So uh, it has a potential to be kind of a nail-biter for a lot yeah. of folks, depending on your issue. A lot of debate, I'm sure, that we will see uh, in the respective chambers on these uh, critical matters. Uh, with respect to – you bring up a good one that I didn't even mention, and I apologize for, for failing to do so uh, – is the uh, the initiative for the citizen initiative process – Right now, we don't have one, and right. the one we had only allowed the citizens to place a measure on the ballot that would amend the Constitution. Right. Now, the speaker was on the program earlier this week, and he he actually favors one that would allow the citizens to collect signatures, go through the proper uh, procedure there, and place measures on the ballot that would establish or amend statute, Right, which I think makes a lot more sense than uh, amending the Constitution. Right. Uh, which is one of the objections folks had with the medical marijuana measures, that we would have inserted the entire Initiative 65, had the Supreme Court uh, not struck it down, in the Constitution. Well, if you think about it, Gerard, the the whole reason we even had an Initiative 65 is because the legislature refused to take it. They didn't take it up. And, and, And pretty much every ballot initiative that has gone through that referendum process is because the legislature refused to take it up. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that, that is a problem in our state is that if it's not on the agenda of either leadership or chairman or whatever, it just, doesn't see the light of day. That's right. And it might, there, there may be a huge groundswell in the state of people that are interested or want to see their particular issue have its day in court. And so I think I – think it, rather than change the Constitution, maybe lower the threshold a little bit and allow people to take that issue and force it to the floor for debate and a vote. Yeah. Um, and then they can take it up with their personal representation, and you you put – that provides a little bit more of a, a safeguard towards what goes into our Constitution. I right? think that's right. But it also gives people their day in court for an issue if the legislature refuses to hear it or, yeah. to, or to have anything to do with it. So. I don't know what it's going to look like. It'll probably be a hybrid of something like that. Um, I have heard from from several folks that uh, what they're looking at is something that would do just what you said and what the speaker said, that it would – people could get it put on the ballot and it would just change state statute or law. And, and, you know, what that does, though, is that also leaves room for the legislature to come back and tweak it if they need to or think they need to. And and then people would just have to take that up with their representation, I would think. Yeah. But uh, rather than – rewrite the Constitution over yeah. the issue. So from from your constituents, and, and you, you touched on this a little bit, uh, but I just wanted to kind of uh, confirm on this. Almost everybody I talk to 
of, of your colleague says the number one issue that they hear about from their constituents are these vaccine mandates. Oh, absolutely. And that, that like, dwarfs everything else. Is that your situation as it well? It absolutely is. Um, you know, I've got, I've got probably four or five bills that address different aspects. Like, one of them is no patient left alone. Uh, I think Oklahoma passed similar legislation. I do n- I never want to hear from another person how their loved one died alone in, in a hospital bed and they couldn't even go in and see him. Uh, my mom personally has a friend whose husband refused to go to the hospital even when he was really bad with COVID because he did not want to die alone. Hmm. And he died. Um, hmm. And so basically this bill would, would take and, and guarantee the right for at least one person to be able to be in there with their loved one regardless of whatever executive order or or mandate would be in place Uh, i've just heard too many heartbreaking stories of people whose loved ones died isolated and alone and they never really got closure and all they wanted was to see their their loved one and so stuff like that uh, banning vaccine passports i know that's that's an issue anytime you get into a situation where you can legally discriminate against somebody um, we should be really scared. You know, we, we sit on a precipice in this nation, like you were saying, the greatest threat to democracy. And when when you lose liberty and freedom, and it it, it is it is disturbing to say the least. It is a very slippery slope, and uh, and people should be rightfully up in arms about it. Yeah. Regardless of of, of your stance on the vaccine itself, um, when it comes to personal liberty and freedom. We all have something at stake here. Yeah. And so it is a big issue, Um, probably the number one issue that I've dealt with over the last six months with uh, nurses and with uh, folks that have worked for businesses like Ingalls and all that that have government contracts. Yeah. And just – I'm about to lose my job, and I'm have to. I'm having to go against my conscience, or go against my faith, or go against any of those things, and it's wrong. Yeah. So even the United States Post Office is is asking for an exception uh, because they're afraid they're going to lose so many workers over implementing the mandate, which they fall under. Believe it or not, the OSHA mandate, the way right. uh, that they are organized, and that which goes into effect on the tenth on Monday. Literally, well, you so, know, technically, so under, they can't deliver the mail. I know. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's the same is true with FedEx. Yeah. I mean, they do lots of government yeah. business. A hospital but, in Rhode Island said uh, they don't even care if their workers are sick, infected with COVID. They want them to work. They're allowing them to you completely reversed on that. I read that report yesterday. Because they can't get enough people to come work. Well, you know, one of the greatest threats, I think, to our health care system um, isn't – and here's the problem. It, through this whole process – you know, numbers can always – you can always make numbers and statistics sure. say whatever Anything you want them you want. to say. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the mere fact that you've got over 2,000 nurses that have just walked away from the profession through this, and then you're going to run more nurses off, that uh, it, it we are creating a problem of epic proportion because when we do need all those healthcare workers, and they're not going to be there. I agree. It, it's that's when it gets to the point of absurdity, and you're just not using common sense and being pragmatic. It's it's oh, beyond yeah. that. So, oh, yeah. Representative Eubanks, thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks Good for to see me. you. And I'm sure I'll see you down at the Capitol sometime before that session's out. You guys will be busy for the next three months. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, and and all the listeners out there, y'all have a great week and be blessed. That sounds great. Appreciate it, everyone, and uh, Representative Eubanks for joining us. We'll be right back uh, with more on midday. Stay with us.
don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton, was up 106 to 115.64. May cotton was up 106 to 113.34. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans, were up a quarter to 13.87 and a half per bushel. May soybeans were down a quarter to 13.95 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down four cents to 5.99 and three quarters per bushel. May corn was down four and a quarter to six and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was down 20 to 137.15. April live cattle was down 42 to 142.05. March feeders down two cents to 167.25. April feeders down a nickel to 171.02. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 42 points, 36,194. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. The great Lulu bumping us into this segment, To Sir With Love, starring Sidney Potier. We reported it earlier. He passed away at the age of 94. It's just a great movie and a great tune. Well, we appreciate Representative Eubanks for coming in on the program. Don't forget, coming in uh, after uh, the break, calling in, actually, actually, will be Representative Charles Busby. He represents uh, District 111, Jackson County, chair of the Transportation Committee. We'll look forward to that discussion and hope you'll stay around for that. Uh, on the C Spire text line, Jeff in Forest County says, let's get rid of the grocery tax. That would be much more simple. Yeah, I agree, Jeff. Doesn't amount to a whole lot, honestly. And uh, keep in mind, of course, that the bill that passed the House that the Speaker is uh, promoting and supporting, does in fact eliminate the grocery tax as well as the income tax while uh, increasing the sales tax on all other commodities other than groceries by 2.5%. So there was another question, what if anything is this on the ceasefire tax line, the 662 what, if anything, is Mississippi legislature doing to block the vaccination mandates for our citizens? Well, keep in mind that our attorney general joined with a number of other states' attorney generals in suing the federal government. That's why the case essentially is is uh, now up at the Supreme Court. And, and it gets dicey, right, because you've got federal law that is supreme to state law, and then you get into what sort of authority OSHA has, which is significant, of course, their power, because this is the the, the uh, mandates for the private sector are administered by OSHA. It's essentially a, a, a directive from the president to OSHA to stipulate these mandates and enforce them, and they're significant penalties, $13,600. I don't know how in the world they would go about uh, administering that and testing, hey, you got somebody working for you that's not vaccinated. I don't know. And then all of a sudden you get a bill, it's 13600 bucks. The problem you have, of course, is you could pass a law, I guess, at the state level. We need some lawyers to weigh in on this. And we have talked about this with Lucian Smith's been on the program where we've asked him that question specifically, and you've got a situation where federal law is somewhat superior 
to state law. But but then you have a, a matter where, okay, you've got this fine, this penalty, and you don't pay it, then then you're sideways with the IRS, next thing you know, and the IRS is shutting you down. I mean, it just gets complicated. It's not practical, honestly, to say, well, let's just pass a law here in the state, and we don't have to worry about that. That's the point I made. It's, it's, it's more... Um, uh, more uh, difficult than just that. In that same vein, though, passing a law in the state would give you more standing if you were to challenge it in court? I guess. I, I guess. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. But But it seems to me like since the Attorney General has sued, that gives you some standing oh, in yeah. court, obviously. You're, you're a party to that. I, I gotta tell you, I'm optimistic that the Supreme Court is going to rule against the federal government. That's that's my gut feel. Now, most of those who keep up with this sort of stuff and the reports I've read the last couple of days expect there to be a ruling handed down by the Supreme Court by the end of the month. That seems a little complicated, and that Monday is when the mandates go into effect. So how will private businesses react? Will they comply? With that, and risk OSHA coming in and levying fines on them, and is OSHA geared up to do that? I mean, there's so many moving parts to this thing. I think this has kind of gotten to the point where is this even necessary? Because what what we're seeing, this is not surprising, is that this new variant, which thus far seems to be far less potent in terms of producing serious illness than the prior variants, I think it's going to infect everybody on the planet. That's just my opinion. It's just like a cold, essentially, vaccinated or not. And this is the other thing. All those that say, well, the government should should give some allowance for prior infection for immunity. Not really. That doesn't seem to matter either. You could have been infected before. Now we're seeing lots of people that say, yeah, I've already had this. Now I got it again. I know one person's had it three times. Three times. Just tested positive yesterday. So I think the bottom line is we need therapeutics. We need common sense uh, to, to step in here, and this is how we ought to handle this and just be aware of that. Let's get on with life. That's my view. We'll take a break. It's time for Super Talk News, Fox News. Coming up after that, Representative Charles Busby. Stay with us. for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The unemployment rate's at its lowest point since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. The Labor Department says the unemployment rate declined to 3.9% in December. However, the number of new jobs created was only 199,000, about half the forecast. Fox's Ginny Casola. Average hourly pay is up 4.7% compared to a year ago. A special Supreme Court session this morning has justices hearing the case for and against two of President Biden's coronavirus vaccine mandates. First, that OSHA rule requiring businesses with 100 or more employees to ensure workers are vaccinated or submit the weekly testing. Then, an executive order requiring health care workers at facilities receiving federal Medicare and Medicaid funding to be fully vaccinated with religious and health exemptions. Fox's Jared Halpern. Sidney Poitier died, 94 years old, the first black winner of the Academy Award for Best Actor. America's listening to Fox News. And 
Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstone. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hospitals across the state are seeing a surge in patients due to the highly transmissible Omicron variant. Children, toddlers, and teens are being diagnosed. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says age remains an important factor in regard to severity of illness. So a good proportion of older folks are going to be in the hospital who are vaccinated just because most older folks are vaccinated. Um, it's not because the vaccine didn't work. They're still multiple fold more likely to do well, but older folks are vulnerable vulnerable regardless, and that's one of the reasons why the booster is so very important. A federal appeals court has declined to lift a ban in three states on President Biden's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. Fox's Jeff Manasso has more. The Sixth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals upholds November's preliminary injunction in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Ohio that blocked President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for workers who contract with the federal government. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4. And if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar. With winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Cash 4 begins January 10th. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited. Excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. The House approved a plan to redraw the state's four congressional districts Thursday. Senator Scott Delano told us they'll take it up next week. And there's guidelines that have to be followed, and I think that both committees in the House and the Senate have worked really hard to make sure that they've put forward the best plan that's available. And I know there will always be um, debate on on uh, with other viewpoints, but you know sure. it's a plan that's that, that meets all the criteria. The third district, represented by Michael Guest, is seating the entire southwest corner to Benny Thompson's second district. Thompson's district lost a lot of population in the last census. Governor Tate Reeves wants legislators to lower the amount of medical marijuana a person can receive under the current bill. Ken Newberger, director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, tells us as written, it'll be one of the most regulated programs in the nation. 16 other states have only medical. Of all those states, only one, which is Rhode Island, has less than what we're going to allow in our bill. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new Plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus checking. It has identity theft protection too. Don't stop about Trustmark: People you trust, advice that works. Member FDIC. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, Representative Charles Busby. He represents Mississippi House District 111, Chair of the Transportation Committee. Morning, Representative Busby. Thanks for coming on, sir. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right. Good to see you live from the Pine Belt Studios in downtown Petuta, Mississippi. Well, I, I'm looking at all those trophies uh, hanging on the wall back there behind you. That's uh, that's quite the collection. Uh, you the slayer of all those? Uh, I, I, I was the uh, the harvester of those, yes. <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, looks like a big buck right in the middle of the wall there behind you. I got a couple of those in my neighborhood, yeah, right? Yeah, hanging around here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. My son has, has been out many times and has yet to get one this year. This warm weather, they're just not uh, not moving a lot. That's what he said. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a temperature roller coaster, hasn't it? And uh, yeah, they're not over here in our in our area of the Pine Belt. They're they're just starting to move. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing. It's been cold the last couple of days. That'll get them kicking again. All right, so wanted to have you on to uh, talk about your priorities in the session. What do you see coming up? Let's start first with uh, your committee, the Transportation Committee. What do you see coming down there? Uh, you know, it's it's not going to be as complicated as most people think it's going to be. You know, we got some extra money that I, I hope we can uh, – we won't commit ourselves to things within the state uh, to to debts that we got to pay over time. Yeah, I'm hoping we can use some of that extra money to to shore up our infrastructure. We've we've uh, neglected it for quite some time, and we've put some money into it as of late, but we still need some more. So I'm hoping for another round of the emergency road and bridge program. Hoping that we can use some of that uh, some of that money towards that. Uh, I'm asking for 350 million to go into that, and I, I hope we'll be successful with that 
Uh, also, uh, Representative Jay McKnight is pushing uh, a program that will make it a little bit easier to get a CDL. Uh, hopefully, we can help with the trucker shortage, shortage that we have in the state, even at looking at something that would be uh, a little different for intrastate truckers versus interstate truckers, uh, a program that would would be fall under state authority as opposed to federal authority. Gotcha. Well, uh, it seems like the tasks you have ahead of you, you got a lot of money coming from this uh, ARPA, uh, federal ARPA uh, deal, $1.8 billion, and, and uh, there are constraints, of course, on how that money can be spent. And so uh, up your wheelhouse, right, in transportation for a good bit of that, how, how much of that is available or, or is it available uh, explicitly for roads and bridges? Well, it's not available explicitly for roads and bridges, but like I say, we hope to get a chunk of that for okay. roads and bridges. I got you. And I don't know how big that's going to be. I, I talked to Chairman Reed uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he, he is, uh, he's overwhelmed by the number of friends that he's gotten uh, in, in the last few months. <laughs> and I told him, I told him that we, uh, I thought it would be a good idea for us to, to put, put a lot of that money in roads and bridges. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, bring your envelope with you, because he says everyone is leaving these suggestions for how to spend that money in an envelope on his desk. So you got that, and of course, water. And uh, water infrastructure, I think, is is another sure. w- one of those uh, items that qualifies for this spending. So anyhow, I, I believe it was the lieutenant governor that shared with us that uh, the request they got uh, for the $1.8 billion when he kind of reached out. And I, I know he specifically contacted the cities and and uh, counties and asked them to kind of get their wish list together. Came back with $7, seven billion for the <laughs> to spend one point, we're not surprised at that. Of course, they came back with a little higher number than is available. But uh, so anyhow, you guys got some work to do there for sure. What else is uh, on your radar that you you'd like to address in this upcoming? So or this, you know, we're in the session. You know, I listened to your interview with Representative Eubanks. He does such a great job for us, and. Um, you know, the things that are priority for the body are are actually my priority this time as well. Um, the redistricting, obviously, is a, is a very big deal. Um, doing something on, on the medical marijuana issue, I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly no expert at this. I heard you the other day say, you know, I've never rolled a joint, I've never smoked a joint, I don't know anything about it. I'm just in the same situation. I don't really know much about it. However, I don't believe that 74% of the people knew all of the details that were in Initiative 65. So I'm mighty glad that we're getting an opportunity to, yeah. uh, to, to come out with a program. I wish we had done it earlier and not force the people's hand on that. But, uh, I think bringing forward the work that, uh, that Chairman Yancey has done on that is, is something that, that the people want. And so we need to give it to them. Um, how we spend that money, as we discussed, is also a major issue. And the initiative process. You guys covered that in a, in a, in earlier in the show. I, I, don't, I won't go into it too much. But I really do like the Speaker's idea of amending statute and not amending the Constitution. Uh, perhaps we should have the ability to do both in an initiative process. 
but perhaps the threshold for passage on a constitutional amendment should be higher than that of regular statute. And, uh, you know, putting it against statute gives us a greater opportunity to tweak whatever it may be if we, we, lo and behold, do we ever do this? We pass something that doesn't pan out exactly the way we plan. Uh, you know, it gives us a, a better opportunity to tweak that. I think that's a much better idea. And I'm certainly going to follow his lead on that. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I, I think, I think the average person out there doesn't, didn't really understand that this thing's going to amend the Constitution. I'm referring to Initiative 65. And I've talked to a lot of people to say, well, gosh, I, I regret it. I supported that for that reason only once they, once they understood that to be the case. I think, though, most people in Mississippi want some way for the citizens, if they feel like that that their lawmakers are not acting on issues, that they have a mechanism to place something on the ballot and uh, and get that done. But that seems better suited for enactment into law and statute as opposed to inclusion in the Constitution. That ought to be reserved for matters that are uh, more akin to what a Constitution is designed to do. Is Is that... Accurate in your view, or is yeah. that the way you see I, it as well? I think that that is very that is the way I see it. Yes, okay. I, uh, I support the the initiative process, but just as you say, I think it needs to be in statute yeah. and not not part of the of the constitution. Um, you know, it, 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 this is this is not something new, and it's not necessarily a something that is a, a matter for the legislature, but it's a matter for those of us who are in leadership in the transportation industry across the state. I think we we have to be ready. Not We're so focused on fixing the things that are broken right now yeah. that we, we have very little time uh, to uh, address what things look like in 10, 20, 50 years. And, and boy, we really need to be doing that as, as, as we know, uh, moving, moving forward at Ford has announced that they will not make uh, internal combustion engines come 2030. Right. Uh, GM's on the same track. You know, are we all, are we really going to move to these electric vehicles? Well, it certainly appears that, that we're going to take a large step in that direction. Autonomous vehicles are right here on top of us, which means we have to have, uh, an infrastructure that has limited access roadways to support those things. So what we see happening with the electric vehicle push is obviously we're going to see a reduction in the consumption of fossil fuels, which is the total basis for funding our infrastructure at this point. So we're, we're going to have to, to look at something new. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it's, it's coming. I know, I know right now a lot of folks are concerned. It just doesn't seem practical. And I agree with them. I've always thought the market ought to sort of dictate the time frame and not government. I get worried when government in Washington says, we're just going to stop this. And okay, but we're, we're, uh, we're burning the house down, and we don't have a new one to live in. It's kind of the analogy I've used, and it is a concern. But you're right to be thinking about that, uh, and I appreciate that. Before we go here, what about tax reform? You know, that's a big thing to the speaker. Where do you stand on that? Where do you think that goes? Oh, he and I have been talking about this for years. Uh, uh, Representative Lamar and I came up with a program seven years ago to address tax reform across the state. I'm 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 on board. Good. With what the speaker is doing, uh, been been a part of that since the beginning. Um, I would like the the whole the whole 
conversation started when we started talking about a tax swap, yeah. swapping the 4% income tax for an increase in fuel tax so I remember that we that. had specified monies in a special fund going directly for those who were using gotcha. that asset. And and so that's that's how the whole thing started. So I, that's where I'm, we are. I'm on board with Representative Busby, appreciate you so much for joining us, sir. I'm sure I'll see you down there at the yes, Capitol. Look forward to the session. And I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk some more. Happy New Year to you, sir. Thanks Take care. For me. You bet. Happy New Year to you. Bye bye. We'll be back on midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 48. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 34. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 65. And for your Sunday, showers and thunderstorms, high near 70 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream, the new degree of comfort. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. There's something about tradition that always says a lot. An honest dedication and work that's not forgotten. Pride is what we lean on, customers to know. There's not a better body shop no matter where you go. We don't use fancy gimmicks, we're proven tried and true. Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. No Drip Roofing in Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing in Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Ace Bolt and Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt and Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourself or looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt and Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety-seven point three. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. <laughs> 
Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi we appreciate you joining us a flurry of texts rolling in on the ceasefire tax line we appreciate you joining the conversation going to try to get to those as we do on a daily basis here on the program kevin from baldwin he says that what happened on january 6th was a failed insurrection if you attempted insurrection You'd still be charged with insurrection. So what a thought. It's so, kind of like treason. If you attempt it, you're still charged with it. Okay. Murder? Same thing, right? Uh, usually those are different. Like you have the actual homicide or manslaughter charge and then an attempted murder charge. It's usually lesser. It's still severe. But they're, but they're both against the law. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you um, are charged and, and if found guilty, convicted and sentenced in some way. In this oh, case, yeah. that's not happened to anybody, right? So I think there's there's discernment here. Once again, we've got the liberals, oh, we call them miserables on the program, that just lack the – they're not proficient in the act of discernment. They, they wouldn't vote Democrat if they were. That's <laughs> a good point. And so I just responded that there's zero evidence of that. And that's after extensive investigation, right? And he says, Kevin, really, dude, you should never say anything else about the looting and rioting, but you will play down what one side did and try to make it so bad that the other side did. Nah, it's not at all. I mean, I don't know what else you want. We've condemned and denounced what happened, but... We don't do as the president and the vice president did yesterday and have the temerity to compare it to the Civil War, to 9-11, to Pearl Harbor. I don't see how any rational person can do that. So what happens is it, it loses credibility and importance and notoriety. And then they had the vigil last night with the candles outside on the Capitol steps and now they're all outfitted with black N95 masks outside. It just looked dumb. Honestly, are they going to go do that for those whose businesses were pillaged and burned and looted during the riotous 2020 year? We're going to see that same sort of deal? I doubt it. And aren't vigils typically something you would conduct when there's death involved? And the only death that's been attributed after all the vetting 
all all of the outrage from the left wing media is the one lady, one female, who entered the Capitol. That's the only one. All the other ones have been proven, vetted, investigated extensively. It's just it's necessary to deal with the facts here. Again, I don't like what happened. I don't think that's the proper approach. I've condemned it. We've denounced it, including like the day after it happened, right here in this studio. I remember we had Dave hosting. I came in, kind of co-hosted, and Lucian Smith by my side. You remember that? And we talked about it almost the entire program. But, again, that's different than the Civil War. That just how can you possibly look at those as as being the same in terms of the threat to democracy? I mean the division of the nation in the Civil War that was a threat to democracy. the country was divided literally physically two governments essentially and then the loss of life in 9/11 the loss of life in Pearl Harbor, and had we... Both of which were attacks from outside forces. Right. But think if we hadn't prevailed in World War II, and we entered World War II as a result of the attack on Pearl Harbor, that was clearly a threat, such that there was a possibility that we'd all be living under the rising sun flag, possibly. Could happen. Had we not prevailed. Now, in retrospect, you look historically and say, oh, that's crazy. Not really. And it was a... It's believable enough to have, I think it's three seasons now of an entire TV show called The Man in the High Castle, where America lost World War II and Germany and Japan took over. That was a real possibility. We weren't ready for war. It was the resolve and the grit, the determination of the people in this country that overcame those threats. but So I'm just trying to get it down to, I think, a level of of reality. I just thought it was inappropriate. It wasn't just me. They got Democrats don't exist in reality. They live in this fantasy world where utopia can actually exist. Well, it doesn't exist when you're being untruthful. They fail to account for, I don't know, normal human interaction or reaction. Very true. And they're hyperbolic about everything. Yeah. uh, Jerry in Waynesboro says, if the Supreme Court rules in favor of the mandate, this country is done. I, I think it does pose a serious threat to our freedom and liberty, as Representative Eubanks said. And the bigger concern I have is not so much okay, the imposition of this vaccine mandate, but it just that's just a start. That's just, he, he was right in calling our attention to that as well. It always starts perniciously like that. For your own good, you know, and that's the, we played that montage the other day. And what's next? That's always my concern. It's, it's the same with everything that government does, whether it's taxes or regulations or or... Uh, you know, anything else that, that comes out of a central authority like that, it, it just gets rolling and it starts snowballing and going like a freight train downhill, and it just doesn't seem to to ever end, and that it's a concern. But honestly, 
to me, watching those speeches yesterday made me feel like these guys know their their uh, administration is failing. It's extremely unpopular. People are not happy with their present situation. They feel like it's been worsened. The polls clearly bear that out. I think he had a, uh, some new polls yesterday released down at below 40% approval. And, of course, the uh, the vice president's in the 20s or something, insane like that. So, and I, I tell you the difference in the media, I, I am a subscriber to the Boston Globe. I just like to keep up with it. And I get that newsletter, email every day of the stories that they, uh, that they publish and have links to with little teasers on them. And so the one that comes out uh, this morning, a whole email dedicated uh, to one six. And I opened it up, and it's just story after story on nothing but one six. And but they did note a year later, January six becomes just another wedge in a divided nation. I think they got that right. Yet we were told we had to elect this guy because he was going to heal us, and he did anything but that yesterday. He also, I did count it up. He also did state this phrase, the former president. It was 14 times. Why is that necessary? Why? 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 I mean, the obsession, the infatuation, the deep contempt and disdain for Donald Trump still, well, all they're doing is showing him, you still matter. That's what they're doing by invoking a reference to him like that, the former president. Which, of course, politicizes the whole dang thing. You're not really worried about the threat to democracy. They're worried about the threat to their power. And they're trying to play that hand again. Doesn't appear to me they learned from the Virginia election, where Terry McAuliffe, he did the same thing. He tried to play the Donald Trump card, and he had Biden come in, and he tried to do the same and just piled on that message, it didn't work. People don't care at this point, I don't believe. They just want the government to get the hell out of their way. They want to have economic stability and prosperity, safety. It's just the bottom line. They just don't seem to get it. We'll take a break right here. That's Peter Frampton playing an old Lennon song. We'll be right back. Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. 
Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the season of inspiration sales events. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. See dealer for details with proof credit on select models. Bellium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pelium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pelium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card. The perfect gift every time. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Hospitals across the state are seeing a surge in patients due to the highly transmissible Omicron variant. Children, toddlers, and teens are being diagnosed. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says age remains an important factor in regard to severity of illness. So a good proportion of older folks are going to be in the hospital who are vaccinated just because most older folks are vaccinated. Um, it's not because the vaccine didn't work. They're still multiple fold more likely to do well, but older folks are vulnerable regardless, and that's one of the reasons why the booster is so very important. A federal appeals court has declined to lift a ban in three states on President Biden's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. Fox's Jeff Manasso has more. The Sixth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals upholds November's preliminary injunction in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Ohio that blocked President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for workers who contract with the federal government. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Not a big country music fan, but I do like Alan Jackson. He's got a great voice. I like him. I like Mary Chapin Carpenter. I think she has a real cool voice. Female voice. She's um, she's active on Facebook. I follow her. She'll um, she'll do a little Facebook live deals and she plays and sings. Still has great voice. Quite talented. Yeah, appreciate that, Rhino. Here we are in the Super Talk Studios, middays. Lots of text rolling in, as you can imagine. There are two things that will get folks all riled up here on the C Spire text line. The flag and medical marijuana. It's kind of odd. They're sort of in two different universes. But um, lots of stuff. So I did hear on our news... The governor maintains that three and a half grams can and would produce 11 smokable joints a day. I think I heard the lieutenant governor soundbite on our news say that in talking to whomever they talk to, it's more like three. That if it were 11, it'd be really mostly paper, something to that effect. So the, uh, the debate continues to... Continue, uh, continues to continue. Yeah, <laughs> the um, I think Senator Angela Hill was on with Paul Gallo this morning, and uh, she's very active on this matter as well. And I, th- I think that she advocates for. I'm not sure, but I think I heard this right. I'm not sure if you did it either, Rhino, and maybe our listeners did for not allowing 
marijuana under the program to be dispensed in smokable form. I believe that's her position. If I'm misstating that, please let me know. But I thought that's what I heard. And I think it's more on board with, uh, I have seen her post this in social media, having a pharmacist, and we talked about this, being positioned in every dispensary and limiting the number that we would have, number of so-called dispensaries, and maybe even setting up what I think are described as special pharmacies that are perhaps not DEA regulated. I'm not really sure and have the pharmacy board regulate that. That's what some of my friends said they, they heard her say. I only got half the interview this morning, was busy doing other things. But if anybody knows, let me know what uh, if they heard that this morning. Don't, don't want to share anything that's inaccurate in, in terms of representing someone else's position. So we'll see where all that at, that goes. I'm sure we'll have some sound bites coming up on our news from the interview. You, you'll get to tune into that. Of course, it's archived. You can go listen to it on the Super Talk sites. It's a cool thing about this show that all that is recorded and available for replay. So it looks like we're we still have lots of uh, division and contention about what that matter ought to look like and what the program ought to look like. I think at a minimum that's fair. Now, someone um, I guess made a made a point here. I, I I didn't know exactly what they were talking about. Okay, Herschel says you are correct. She wants it to be only available through a pharmacist, one hundred percent against smokable form. Okay, so I think I did represent that accurately. I I appreciate that you uh, clarifying that uh, for me. From what I understand, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But how can smokable have proper dosage? This is supposed to be medical marijuana, right? I don't know. Not sure. You you got any thoughts on that, Rhino? I mean, I'm fairly certain they understand the potency of the plant through testing once it's harvested. I'm pretty sure that was one of the things that was allowed for in the bill was testing. Okay. So then you have, all right, this batch has this amount, so here's the dose. Okay. Makes sense. From what I understand. All right. Mike and Gulfport said uh, the senator made sense. What she is promoting is what several other states have done. Medical should mean medical, not smokable. But I think I've heard the arguments. You've talked about it, Rhino. The the arguments in favor of smokable is that it's uh, more rapid in terms yeah, faster of faster acting. Yeah, in terms of its effectiveness at at uh, mitigating pain, and I guess the other ailments as well. So, or if you had an ailment that was acute onset. Where if it, it happens okay. rapidly and may not last for a long time, well, if you're stuck with something like an edible that may not kick in for 30 minutes to an hour, but it'll last eight, well, if, if the, the thing you need to alleviate is going to last you 30 minutes and it's pretty rapid onset, that edible might not be very helpful. So you're getting into some rather complex clinical matters. Literally, when you're talking about treating pain, I mean, that is a clinical issue there and i think that's why there's uh, there's opinions on both sides of this uh you know to a great extent so um and what about people breathing the secondhand smoke around people using marijuana they might test positive at their workplace and lose their jobs 
I don't know how does that work. If you if you ingest secondhand smoke, could that trigger a positive test? I kind of doubt it. Hmm. I don't know. I just don't. Just thinking about the the science of air. It'd be really hard to ingest enough secondhand for it to even show up on a test. I guess it depends on how sensitive the test is, or whether or not there's enough that would even be traceable at all, detectable right. at all. You know, I can share this. I operated a, a significant uh, business in uh, uh, Denver, Colorado, Inglewood, to be more specific, where, of course, recreational marijuana is legal. And one of the things that we were able to do as part of our standard company policies continue to require passing a drug test, which included testing for marijuana. It's a condition of employment. That's just our choice. That was our policy. And, of course... Given that the state of Colorado, recreational marijuana is legal, concerns about that, continuing that policy and the legality of that policy. So we did consult with Colorado attorneys and counsel and, de- and determined that, yeah, we still could could uh, do that and still could um, have that instated as a condition of employment. I can tell you that there was some... Uh, some of our team members that were responsible in our network operations center for managing the emergency 911 operations for about 80 operators. At the time, I, I, right after I sold the company, that number had, had ballooned quite a bit. And they were all over the country. Um, and so literally our group was 24 hours a day managing all the technology that powered an, an emergency 911, a government E911 facility. Well... We tested those folks on a regular basis. Nobody ever failed, for what that's worth. But that was to be in conformance with uh, criminal justice information system standards. Believe it or not, there is such a thing. They call it CGIS. So I, I'm just making the point that even though it was legal in Colorado, as a business, as a private business, we had the right to still uh, maintain those policies and enforce those policies without any any legal crossing any legal boundaries. And, and I think that's the way it should be. A private business should have that right to do so. So we'll see how that works out here. Um, but that's an interesting question from Tommy. I just don't know. Uh, Jeff, if Harris County says, when, Dix, when Dixie and Kroger have a pharmacy, they could have medical edible brownies. So it's my understanding that, um, and this is in discussions with uh, Lee Yancey that is, as you guys know, is running point and responsible for uh, the legislation on the House side, says that a DEA-regulated pharmacy cannot dispense Schedule One drugs. That's what he conveyed to me. Right. Is that your understanding as well? Oh, yeah. But I had somebody in the social media universe that said UMC Pharmacy is dispensing medical marijuana and Schedule One drugs. Well, look at it from, I don't remember the exact scheduling, but the uh, the drug cocaine is used medically by ear, nose, and throat specialists because it can stop muscles from moving and kind of deaden for, for pain and, and sensation, and they'll use it for small surgeries around the eye socket or the sinuses or stuff like that. Is it I don't remember one? if it's, I think it's changed two. to a Schedule 2 when I used think. like that, but it's a drug that is normally Schedule 1. I think it's two, and it's uh, 
Help me out here. I think that by definition, Schedule One means it's a drug that can then alter uh, the human mind. I believe, but yeah, it's, it's an inverse scale. It's one to five, and one is the most addictive with the least medical there you usage. Go. That's and the other aspect. is the least addictive with the most medical use. Okay, that's the other aspect is it's it's deemed and it's sort of scored as far as its medical and its clinical effectiveness, right? right? Yeah. Wow, yeah, Curtis Biloxi says cocaine is Schedule 2. Kevin on the road says if I get a prescription for marijuana. So it's my understanding it's not actually a prescription. That's what Representative Yancey told me. It's a certification that one receives from a practitioner. The certification then is presented to the dispensary that then dispenses. So it's not a prescription per se. We'll take a break right here and come back with more talk on Middays. Please stay with us. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is the Midday Market Report. A handful of producers got a chance to speak with the president about issues related to agricultural competition in the meat industry on Monday, but some of those voices got cut off in the White House, cut the live stream for the event. Packing capacity and marketing challenges have been growing concerns across the country. When the White House held its virtual forum on Monday about unfair market practices of meat packers and USDA investment plans for up to $1 billion in new packing capacity, White House officials cut off the event live stream before some of the producers invited got a chance to speak. The event itself was a surprise, given some of the other issues within the country, but it was significant that President Biden kicked off 2022 focusing on unfair and competitive 
practices in livestock and meatpacking industries. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Overlook Farms. Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month? A minute? (laughs) I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently. If now's not a good time... Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got? Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno... Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Super Top Mississippi Middays. Like I said, all you got to do is peruse the old C Spire text line here. People get rabid, militant. Good grief. It's ridiculous. We've tried to share both sides of this thing. I mean, I've really been careful about this. Uh, this this debate on medical marijuana and, and, and try to inform and and um, try to go to the source to get information to share. Don't dream stuff up. Admit when there's things that don't know about. And uh, even ask the audience to to weigh in and and they do and I appreciate that. But it <laughs> those who are strongly, feel strongly on one way or another, I would just say that the people who disagree with you, you're not persuading them by being hostile towards them. In fact, all you're doing is making them dig in even more. And, you know, we've talked about that, Rhino, with respect to the federal government and public health officials as it pertains to vaccinations. The more you scold and admonish and belittle and denigrate and castigate, ostracize, I mean, I could come up with a million other verbs and adverbs. All you're doing is just making them more obstinate, more intransigent. And that's what this thing's turning into. You can't have a civil debate about it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm on. I'm on my uh, soapbox about that. I'm not going to apologize for it. Just be, just be civil about it. Be honest about it. And 
I'm going to share once again the math on the voting. It's not 75% of the voters. It's 75% of those who voted on the measure. There's a difference. I agree, as we've said a thousand times, still a majority. 62% of the total voters who voted in the 2022 election cast ballots voted for in favor of some form of medical marijuana program. 58% of those voted for I-6, or or 58% of those ballots cast voted for Initiative 65. Still majorities, I agree. And I know there are folks that say, well, if our legislature and our state leaders don't pass this thing as is, then they all need to go. That's fair enough. That's absolutely within your scope, your right, your privilege, your prerogative. I I hope you're in touch with your senator and your representative and you're sharing your feelings about that. That's who represents you when when it comes to voting on this deal. Honestly, I don't know that our discussion here is influencing on this matter. I, I think I think that ship sailed. Would you agree? I mean, maybe last year? Yeah. Well, I don't think we're influencing anybody that's going to be making the decision. I think they've already either made their mind up or have done their research or whatever, and no, we're just waiting to see where the chips fall. I, I agree. I think maybe when it was initially debated, possibly. I think people certainly, because you guys know lots of members of the legislature, uh, tune in to the program, and we, we're grateful for that, uh, as they do Paul's program in the morning. And, and uh, they, they do test the water, and they listen to sentiment, and they, they uh, listen to what we share from the text lines. Why we do it. So your voice is out there, and I think it does influence them somewhat. All I'm saying is I think at this point, the uh, the horses are out of the gate. They're running the race. And, and I don't know that there's much that could influence their support or opposition or their position on the various complex complexities and the nuances of the bill and then ultimately their vote. But hopefully we can have a civil, engaged, and informative discussion about it. That, that's, that's our goal here. Uh, but, yeah, Lee... Uh, one of the listeners here suggested that we call people stupid. I don't think we've ever called anybody stupid. Have we? Over this? No, if you feel stupid for something we said, it's not because we called you stupid. It's <laughs> a good point. You know, I certainly will acknowledge that when there's dumb policy issues, I'll call those policies stupid, and I may have slipped here and there and said a person was stupid in the way they did it, but uh, it's pretty rare. It just doesn't It doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. It's just focused on policy. Use the word ignorant. That's stupid. Yeah. I think there's a, a difference, though. Complete difference. Well, we're going to take a break right here on Middays to come back and talk some more. we got a whole nother hour left after Super Talk News and Fox News. We appreciate you for staying with us.
You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court's hearing arguments over two of President Biden's proposed coronavirus vaccine mandates. First, the one covering workers at large businesses. Chief Justice John Roberts questioned what balance should be met. Think, for example, of uh, an assembly line. Uh, You know, workers sitting next to each other for uh, a significant length of time. The Supreme Court is also hearing fast-track arguments on a vaccine mandate for health care workers at facilities receiving Medicare and Medicaid funding. Fox's Jared Halpern. Sidney Poitier died, the first black man to win a Best Actor Oscar for the 1963 movie Lilies of the Field. It went on to become one of Hollywood's biggest stars in films like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner in the Heat of the Night. What are we going to talk about? About life. And to stir with love, a Bahamas native, he moved to the U.S. at 15. He was 94 years old. Fox's Michelle Polino. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Why does Walgreens offer copays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0 copays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See Walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Jackson is America's deadliest city with a homicide rate of 99.5 per 100,000 residents. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced a federal initiative process Thursday called V-GRIP. It aims to lessen violent crime. Southern District U.S. Attorney Darren LaMarca. This initiative will address the perpetrators of this violence and will be led by the FBI. We'll prosecute those matters which are federal crimes in the federal system. The city of Jackson will be a priority for the FBI and for this office. Yesterday, was the one-year anniversary of the riots at the U.S. Capitol. United States Attorney General Merrick Garland said the Department of Justice will continue to investigate. We at the Department of Justice will do everything in our power to defend the American people and American democracy. Three Mississippians were arrested for their part in the pro-Trump rally that turned deadly. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. There are plenty of items on the legislative agenda this year, including Medicaid expansion. House Minority Leader Robert Johnson says that people who make the economy run are the ones who need it. People that that make this economy run, the people that make sure the state of Mississippi stays viable are working people, middle-class working people every day who do okay, take care of themselves, not looking for a handout, but they don't make enough money to pay for health care. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman recently stated he agrees health insurance should be available to working people in Mississippi. Currently, 38 states have expanded Medicaid. With COVID tests in short supply, Singing River Health System on the coast is reopening its drive through testing sites. A drive through location in Ocean Springs is open from 8 to 3 weekdays. Their Gulfport Hospital will open its drive through testing Wednesday, January 12th. PCR and rapid testing can also be done at any Singing River clinic. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Perry and the Great Journey bumping us into Hour 3, as they always do, with Wheel in the Sky. Got my journey tickets yesterday for April 15th. Looking uh, very forward to the concert down at the Smoothie King in uh, New Orleans on that day. On the ceasefire text line, point is not to influence legislators per se. It is to voice our opinions to statewide folks in mass. I hear you. And the reason I said that, uh, just to clarify, is there are some folks on social media that have uh, suggested that that the program, we need to see their side of things, and we need to 
be straight down the line with their position and express support for their opinion. And I actually argued, just as I stated uh, with this person, I, just as I stated here uh, in the last segment, I think the, the ship has sailed in that respect. And But this person argued, said, no, absolutely, you're you're influencing the, the legislature and, and the state leaders. I, I disagree. On that matter, I don't think that's the case. I just don't. Again, maybe in the early going, possibly. Kind of gauging sentiment. But I agree that this is a great platform, no question about it, with a statewide audience to allow people to express their their views and to share those with others. I totally agree. I think there's tremendous value in that, and that's why I'm proud to be part of the network and, and uh, part of the program. So I, I appreciate that. I just wanted to clarify, though, that's why I stated that. So uh, David from Bruce said, John Wayne said it best. Life is hard. Don't go through life being stupid. John Wayne was right. Neil from Pontotoc, Gerard asking the medical marijuana buyers to have a civil discussion will be like asking the Democrats to have a civil discussion. I hear you. And, you know, in fairness, Neil, there are people that are opposed to a medical marijuana program. They can get... Pretty hostile as well. I've experienced that. And and I'm sensitive to people that have very strong feelings, are very concerned, and I, I appreciate and applaud their passion. But when it gets personal, that's where I think you, just, you lost the argument at that point. Nobody, or when you start what, making gross assumptions. You got – yeah, I agree. Um, and, and Like we're, we're getting – Big fat checks from Big Pharma. Somebody said that. You got that is that has been repeated. I have heard that. I absolutely have heard that. I guess my checks in the mail. Yeah, me too. I hadn't gotten squat, (laughs) and that I don't even know anybody in pharma. I couldn't even tell you who lobbies for them, and I'm sure they've got lobbyists. I don't even know who they are. And I know most of the lobbyists. I just don't know who represents whom. I know a few of them. You know, I keep up with it a little bit. But, yeah, that – but that – isn't that so ridiculous, though? Everybody always thinks if you form an opinion and you state and you express it that you've always got the ulterior or ulterior financial motive driving that. And it – I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm not naive in that respect, of course. But that's not the case here. And, and again, you can't just... I wouldn't still be paying back student loans if Big Pharma <laughs> was backing me on saying crazy stuff on the air. <laughs> You'd probably be flush. I would agree. Uh, I hear you. Uh, you know, that's it's just sad, I think, when that is the assumption that is the kind of the default conclusion that always comes out. You hear, follow the money... And I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but you again, it's a matter of discernment and nuance and analysis. Just just apply some of that sometimes. Oh, I, there's out there there's folks out there saying that I'm this big medical marijuana proponent, and I don't consider myself to be, you know, some really active proponent whatsoever. Uh, because I have a financial interest in the industry in a potential company, that's been stated and spread around, and it, 
I, you know, I, they must have put my finger on a piece of paper to sign that paperwork when I was sleeping, because I know nothing about it and have no interest. I, I, I don't, I, again, I don't condemn or criticize those that do if it's a legal industry. They want to invest in it and make profit. I, of course, I support that. It, to not do so it seems to be counter to American capitalism, in my view. So I'm, I'm certainly not in that camp, and I don't have any interest in such a business, and no intention or desire to. Got plenty going on. Don't need that. So, But again, just be honest. I wish before people would start spreading rumors like that, people especially that know me, why don't you just ask me? Isn't that pretty easy? Oh, yeah. Hey, yes or no, have you done this? Because I'm hearing it on the street. Well, the street's wrong. The street lies. The street likes to propagate rumors. Imagine that, right? What's the old saying? A lie can make its way around the world before the truth even gets its boots on? Yes. I believe that's quite accurate. (laughs) Uh, Y'all are going to be having cannabis discussions for a long time because it's a big deal in Mississippi. Okay. I don't think you or Rhinos on the ceasefire tax line have financial interest either way, but Tate Reeves sure is backed by Pfizer. Pfizer, okay. Can you point to any specific policy, laws, regulations, appointments that Tate has supported or made that, that uh, I guess, significantly benefits Pfizer? This is a really small state with very little opportunity for Pfizer. I'm not saying it's nothing. It's more than nothing. You go look at these companies, Rhino, and you look at who they donate to, it's a lot of different people. You know, remember Donald Trump absolutely getting lambasted by his opponents because he contributed to Democrats at one time? And the reason is because if they get elected... Of course, that money, that contribution, that tends to at least set you up for an audience if you need to. And they kind of hedge. That's pretty typical. And by the way, you remember all those those um, corporations that had announced they were going to discontinue their contributions to members of Congress that uh, wouldn't sign off on the 2020 election? Saw a report yesterday, they're back on it now. Imagine that. Lasted a year. Because they know it's not in their best financial interest to be enemies with those. Because that's what you're doing. But, of course, that calls into question the entire environment of corporate donations to uh, members of Congress. And it should. But, yeah, they reversed that pretty quick. I don't know why, but that made me think about the possibility of the Super Bowl moving. I was just thinking about MLB moving the All-Star games, possibility of Super Bowl moving because of COVID. You heard that? I've seen some people talking about it. I haven't seen it really gain much traction. Right. That'd be a big move to make this far out. Seems like it. A couple of weeks away, three weeks away or so, Super Bowl. Last week of January, first week of February, as I recall. When is it? Uh, it is February 13th, the oh, day before wow. Valentine's Day. Okay, so it's 
I don't know. Is that maybe it's always in February? I'm sort of losing. Usually, right around the end of January, first of February. I, I know it because it typically occurs around the um, the Phoenix Open, the uh, PGA tournament that attracts the biggest galleries on tour. I've been there. It's it's like it's wild. It's crazy. It's not like uh, you're attending a golf tournament. Thomas and Greenwood wants to know: Did Pfizer donate to Tate? I I haven't checked. I've seen people post screen images of records that show that they did twenty five thousand bucks or something, maybe like that. You looking it up, Rhino? Yeah, seems like they did, Thomas. I, I've seen that surface. I, I don't know what that means, especially given that the governor opposes vaccine mandates. I, what what exactly? is the angle there. What's the concern? I mean, you could go down the list of lots of other donors as well. Um, Yeah, I haven't checked it. He says it's a non-issue to me, but he wants to know why Tate's fighting this battle. Thomas, of course, is for removing all state prohibitions and moving on against marijuana. Right, Thomas, you, you support just wide open, recreational as much as you want, anywhere, anyhow, just completely without the uh, any regulation whatsoever. I just want to make sure I'm representing you correctly. So I need to invest in the company that makes the snap cards, says Jerry in Waynesboro. Yeah, they're probably doing pretty well. We thank you so much for joining us here on Middays. We got more to talk about. We got uh, maybe some Jen Saki audio, I think. Maybe. When we come back, stay with us. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. 
If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to sing it. We're singing words now. We'll even sing the business part. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Now that's a commercial you'll remember, even if you don't remember the bundle and save with Progressive part. We're singing a commercial. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the end of the jingle. A jingle about insurance. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi. Middays. $100,000 is what somebody said here on the ceasefire text line. Is what Pfizer gave to Governor Reeves. I thought for some reason 25000 sticks in my head. I don't, I don't know. You see anything? I'm still looking. Okay. No problem. And uh, the same... A listener said, so you're making the argument that financial contributions don't influence politicians. No, I'm not making that argument at all and, and didn't say that. Uh, all I'm saying is that it's not unusual for donors, especially um, large corporations, uh, to make donations to a, a large gambit of politicians across the political spectrum and from uh representing all political parties. They kind of hedge their bets, so to speak. And it's it's all to to uh, ensure they have a seat at the table. I mean, that's just the way the system works. And if you want more direct contact with an elected leader, you hire lobbyists to do that and to a great extent. And because those lobbyists are they're in the thick of it. They're present. They're in touch. They have the means to access those elected leaders. That's pretty common. So I also don't believe necessarily that every elected leader is influenced by donations by a particular donor. I mean, they they get them from so many, honestly, depending on the level of the uh, the elected leader, 
many of whom have conflicting agendas. So it's, you know, how do you support policy that impacts one positively that might impact another one negatively? They, they find themselves in that conundrum. And I'd, I'd like to think they're still uh, honest and independent elected leaders that don't really make policy and don't support legislation on the basis of who donated to them. That's the way it should work. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm being a little naive in that respect. Maybe my standards are too high and expectations, but I still think that's how it ought, ought to work. And either I don't know how to work it, or they haven't updated the Secretary of State's website with the information. But all I'm seeing is two one thousand dollar donations from Pfizer Incorporated is one of them, and Pfizer PAC is another one. Okay, so one was in 2016, one was in 2017. Wow. Nothing in 19. Nothing I can find yet. I've got it going okay. through alphabetical order, and those are the only two with Pfizer on them. Okay, so uh, this particular uh, individual on the ceasefire text line says 100000 So where do you I'm get your information? I'm in the campaign finance portal for the Secretary of State. Can, I'm just going to ask you, would you provide us with uh, some, some evidence, some proof of that? And then more importantly, can you can you share with us any legislation, any policy, any regulations – that the governor has signed off on, has ordered, has instituted, that specifically benefit Pfizer. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just curious. What 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 are those exactly? What specifically? It seems weird and a, a bit counterintuitive that the governor would be so outspoken in opposition of vaccine mandates when... That is something that is producing a lot of revenue and profit for Pfizer. Seems like that wouldn't go over very well with the company if they, in fact, expected uh, some sort of favoritism based on their contribution. The person says search again. So Rhino's pretty good at that stuff. i got to give it to him. I mean, the, one of the more recent ones is an interest earning from November 30th of 2019. In the amount of $73,000, but yeah, I'm not seeing a $100,000 donation from Pfizer. Okay. This person says, you don't really need any official regulation not to benefit. Well, you got to have something, some authority, some power, some edicts. What then? I, I'm just asking, what, what evidence, what can you share with us that says, Tate did this because of Pfizer's contribution? And whatever that is was only benefited Pfizer and was not in the best interest of the citizens of the state of Mississippi. Just ask. If you can share that, I, I want folks to know. Jeff at Forest County says, The problem is Citizens United paved the way for dark money donations. Give us some examples. Thomas and Greenwood says, You dance with the one you, that brung you. He just says, "I, by the way, on the weed deal, I support moving on something important. Weed isn't important. The problem, of course, Thomas, is that those who seek relief from medical marijuana and seek treatment from it would argue and differ with you. So it, it would appear you're not uh, too concerned about that. Forgetting put on the dole... In reference to y'all being paid, Chris, the mailman, <laughs> well, yeah, 
whatever dole that is. <laughs> they didn't tell us about it there, Chris. We don't know. I never got my W-2 from George Soros last year, says Jeff in Forest County. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Must not be doing enough. Thomas in Greenwood, uh, another listener on the ceasefire text line, wants you to know that that um, you don't speak for all citizens of Greenwood when it comes to, to uh, your thoughts on legalizing marijuana. I think that is accurate across the entire state of Mississippi. It's... Uh, somewhat of a divisive topic in that there's not a hundred percent consensus on what this ought to look like. But as we pointed out, it is absolutely true that at the ballot box, the majority of voters in the state of Mississippi voted to support and implement a medical marijuana program. That's absolutely fact. Wasn't 74% of all the ballots cast, but it was still a majority. And Thomas says, I, by the way, I never claim to speak for another. <laughs> That's fair enough. We got that. I, just, just passing on, facilitating the ex- exchange here for you, Thomas. That's really it. The downtown market on the ceasefire tax line. Heck, Mississippi Realtors Pack donated to Tate, and he vetoed their bill last year. I, you're right. I, I agree. Remember that. He ain't swayed by no donations, if that's truth. I do think that it, it is accurate to say that the governor is fairly independent in that respect. I, I do believe he acts fairly independently. Now, that being said, it does appear that he is a he's a skilled politician, and he's pretty good about reading the polls and the tea leaves and gauging sentiment. I know the medical marijuana people would say, well, he's certainly not doing so with respect to that issue because most of them differ with him on his position. But I I do think he's a fairly independent operator. The politicians are only influenced when there are no talented sons put on the boards of giant corporations. (laughs) Interesting. Oh, well, uh, lots of stuff uh, going on found it. Okay, yeah. It's to the Tate for Governor okay. donation was made. It's $100,000 from Pfizer. Okay. Looks like there was another $100,000 from Pfizer donated to Friends of Mike, Commissioner Mike Cheney. Uh, $100,000 from Pharma. No, that's not them. Okay. But, yeah, finally found it. You have to look for Tate for Governor. The uh, Glad we got that. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's accurate. So appreciate that. The uh, listener was right. It was $100,000. The question is what... What ensued from a policy law perspective that benefited Pfizer? Be curious to know that. And it was it simply because they gave him $100,000. If they hadn't, he wouldn't have supported it. Millsaps had a poll in 2021 this year that showed 52% of voters in Mississippi favored recreational marijuana. Interesting stat, considering those numbers will likely only grow. That is Ben from Madison. He also says that I agree... There needs to be respect for people on all sides and believes once a program is implemented, many of the most outspoken on both sides will begin to quiet down. I think that's usually the case. I think where you'll see uh, folks speak up is if they, they see some some negative effects in particular. I think you'll see the, the uh, opponents speak up and uh, p- probably call attention to that. I think that's fair to say. 
So we'll see where all that goes. Here's a $500,000 donation from George Soros. To? The Mississippi Justice and Public Safety PAC. Hmm. What would they do? Hadn't heard that one. That's interesting. Hell, just let everybody grow their own. Lock them up if caught selling. Cheech and Chong's will be on every road. That's from Jerry Waynesboro. <laughs> interesting. Seems the loudest voices regarding medical marijuana are those that actually want recreational use. That's Rob and Jackson. Hmm. To get DAs, he was he wanted elected. Okay, that's where that pack money goes. Tom's that five hundred was it five hundred grand? Yep. From Soros, yeah, he just donated handsomely, certainly in the to the DA efforts in lots of the big cities, and they're just they're out of control. I think uh, hurting the country deeply. We'll come back with more talk. We got half an hour left on middays. We appreciate you joining us. Start off the new year with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com with zero down. Pay only $2.89 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit deal details. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TOOL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOOL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TOOL. 
If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Jackson is America's deadliest city with a homicide rate of 99.5 per 100,000 residents. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced a federal initiative process Thursday called V-GRIP. It aims to lessen violent crime. Southern District U.S. Attorney Darren LaMarca. This initiative will address the perpetrators of this violence and will be led by the FBI. We'll prosecute those matters which are federal crimes in the federal system. The city of Jackson will be a priority for the FBI and for this office. Yesterday, was the one-year anniversary of the riots at the U.S. Capitol. United States Attorney General Merrick Garland said the Department of Justice will continue to investigate. We at the Department of Justice will do everything in our power to defend the American people and American democracy. Three Mississippians were arrested for their part in the pro-Trump rally that turned deadly. I'm Kelly Bennett. Being prepared before the storm is the best way to protect your home or business. Making sure your generator is in peak performance and ready for the job will keep you prepared. Taylor's Sudden Service can set up scheduled service calls to keep your generator running at peak performance. Taylor services all makes and models of generators and helps keep your generator prepared for the storm. If you own a generator, call Taylor's Sudden Service at 601-922-4444. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard, Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk Mississippi. On this Friday, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino, we appreciate you joining us today and appreciate all the conversation on the ceasefire text line. And 
especially grateful to those with whom we can have a civil conversation. That's the way we'd like to try to keep it. I'm all for recreational, but regulated as alcohol is. That on the ceasefire text line? Yeah, it's, um, again, there are just lots of uh, positions on how that, I mean, from Thomas's, I'll use him as an example, who just wants total, open, no regulation, free-for-all, I think that's fairly consistent with the libertarian position. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. If they get out of shape over a driver's license, they're totally fine with legalizing everything. That's true. That, to we don't we want none, no part of it, zero. I mean, and then, and then everything in between, right? Yep. It's just a... It's a complicated matter, and... and, and From the devil's lettuce to decriminalize it. That's right. That's exactly right. Completely. Now, it should also be noted that there are members of the House of Representatives up there in Washington, Republicans, that are busy trying to cobble together some legislation that would decriminalize marijuana uh, for federal purposes. And I, I still am in the camp that believes within five years we'll see that happen. I still believe we'll continue to see more states implement and legalize recreational use. It just seems that is consistent with what most people want. And as Ben from Madison said, a poll run by Millsaps. Now, of course, polls have to be taken for what they're worth, who do they poll, and that sort of stuff, and what's the margin of error. But, you know, just anecdotally, that seems to be consistent with where most heads are, I think, on this matter. And and so, if nothing else, we want to make sure, or we want to do our best, I, make sure to be perfect in this endeavor is impossible, but do our best to share all points of view. And and let the, the um, folks make their minds up on where they stand. But more importantly, of course, it's our legislature and our gover- governor that have to come to some consensus and terms and agreement. I'm hearing that that may happen here pretty soon, based on, again, just some uh, conversations outside, of course, of the studio here, outside of uh, the show. Yeah, the scuttlebutt I've picked up on just uh, from perusing social media and talking to a few people is could be as soon as next week. That's what I've heard, too. That's exactly what I've heard, too. So then again, we we know better than to go by vagaries like sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Similar deal. I don't understand how if this is all medicinal benefit, how can it be class one, schedule one? Sounds like that needs to be changed. Not, I, I, it's just a, the way the federal government sees it. Correct. Yeah, and it, that's not necessarily the opinion of of uh, clinicians even that state uh, that there is medicinal benefit. So it, it's just the way the federal government classifies it at this point. But it's a good point, certainly. Boiling it that, down to a gross oversimplification, but basically the federal government outlawed marijuana to take the hippies toy away there in vietnam that's that's a good point i think that's right that's gross oversimplification but that i mean if you boil it down that's pretty much what you get 
Just got to watch Platoon to find out, right? <laughs> uh, that's maybe some truth to that. I mean, it, it, it seems like it was the 60s where it really started to become more widespread. And the, the scheduling didn't happen until, what, 1970, I it's think, in is the year? Yeah, that's, that's right. Hmm. Oh, well. Yeah, Thomas reminds weed's been a major topic. We've probably on Super Talk for three years now. It's because it's been such a hotly contested issue in, uh, in our legislature and really at the ballot box uh, amongst citizens. It, it just has. It's been front and center. So we, you know, we try to be somewhat consistent with that. I did want to share this with you, uh, however, and, and that is you're just talking about the president and, and the president who we were told was going to be the great uniter and heal the nation and, and uh, mend the wounds and so forth. The president's press secretary yesterday had a press briefing and said this, and again, sort of... Of uh, collected and grouped all Trump supporters. Here we go. Well, that's not one to work. Well, I may have sent a flawed link there. Jen Psaki, of course, the president's pet press secretary. You have any luck there? All right. We'll see if we can come back to that. And uh, if we can't, what she said was that Trump supporters, they're lemmings. Anybody that supported President Trump, they're lemmings. And so is that the appropriate characterization for the people that didn't support your candidate and with whom you're you're trying to unite? It just seems like that they say one thing, but their actions really don't move the needle towards that objective. They're they're not consistent with the objectives. It's talk versus action. And they're in significant conflict in my view. The other thing that was talked about by I heard the interview with Paul this morning with Senator Hill concerning critical race theory. And as you've heard, lots of members of our legislature are taking action on that matter. And I think the risk we have there is what exactly is critical race theory and what is constituted and defined as that. That's always a problem. But certainly anything that, uh, again, the, the Arizona bill that the Governor Ducey signed, I thought did the best job of parsing that out, basically said that you're not allowed to to blame, assign blame, or culpability to any person on the basis for anything on the basis of their their race, their gender, political persuasion, etc. So that it sort of takes the critical race theory term out of the equation and really just boils it down to that. You can't divide kids like that or even teachers and administrators. You can't force them to say I accept blame, which is Part of what's been happening in this country, even in the private sector. Yes, I'm white. I'm a white supremacist. I'm responsible for everything bad that's happened to minorities in this country. And, uh, and, and even some companies, was it uh, um, was it uh, Raytheon, I think, that made its executives write letters of apologies for being white? Remember, we shared that when it when it was uh, um, re- revealed. Because there's there are insiders that 
are whistleblowers that share that and actually share the materials, and they've got to write letters of apology. It's that sort of stuff that does not need to be happening in our schools and in our education system, as well as anything that that goes beyond just sharing factual history, but rather pushes this narrative that America is just inherently racist and the, and the country was was formed and built on the idea of white supremacy, even to the point where uh, those who fled the tyranny of uh, monarchy and came to this country to colonize, they did so so they could establish slavery. You know, that's another thing that is pushed. And then, of course, this group the Department of Ed has hired to to uh, help them develop the social studies curriculum, that's what's bothersome, because that group is, in fact, a consultant on critical race theory and does support the works of Professor Ibram Kendi. You know, he's one of the most outspoken activists in that realm, Kendi is the guy, for what it's worth, that says the only way to fight past racism is with with present racism, and present racism is with future racism. So essentially his his idea that uh, he promotes is that racism is the only way to counter racism, which is just insane. It's not good enough to uh, just eliminate uh, racism You've got to actually be racist to counter it, uh, uh, reparations, so to speak. So that's incredibly damaging. That sort of crap is being taught. I don't know if it's being taught in Mississippi. It's being taught in schools. But I will ask this of our broad listening audience. Do you guys know of any sort of teachings or classes or instruction, seminars, whatever you want to call it, going on that where teachers, administrators, students are required to engage in this this critical race theory, this divisive stuff, let us know. And more importantly, if you've got materials you can share, please share them with us. I want to get that out there. I think the state needs to know. Stay with us. Final segment coming up on Middays. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 48. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 34. Your Saturday, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 65. And for your Sunday, showers and thunderstorms, high near 70 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. 
you to mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit FreePayrollQuotes.com for your free quote. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked him up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit slash business. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, the great Neil Diamond bumping us into the final segment. We thank you so much for joining us. It's unfortunate that we're almost out of time because there's just so much to talk about. And and I uh, apologize for not getting to, to everything. But did you see up on the screen here, and I think somebody uh, sent in 
a uh, text. Yeah, on the ceasefire text line, you're keeping up with the Supreme Court mandate case. It is true. Justice Sotomayor just falsely claimed that there are 100,000 children hospitalized with COVID. That is complete horse hockey, and it's another situation where, in this case, a judge, a Supreme Court justice, is just being disingenuous. It is not acceptable. It's got to stop. I know I'm on a soapbox because I'm sick of the lying. And if she I also say, said Omicron is just as deadly as the Delta variant. That's not true either. It's just ridiculous. Look, it seems to me like if Omicron truly is, as it appears to be the case, is dominating the nation as the variant, including here in Mississippi, well, we have 6,500 cases, I think, again today. If that's the case, and so many of them are breakthrough cases, this seems like the wrong battle to have, in my view. The good news is people don't seem to be getting seriously ill. That is great. That I think that's the way out of this thing. And I've seen a number of scientists and physicians make that same statement. This is our way out, suggesting that we're headed towards a peak in the next couple of weeks. Just hang on. Even the financial markets are saying, yeah, we think this is going to be pretty much in the rearview window and relegated to endemic state status. So, gosh... It's ridiculous, Sotomayor. I'm just trying to figure out the context for this quote from Justice Sotomayor. Quote, Why is a human spewing a virus not like a machine spewing sparks? Question mark, end quote. She said that? Yep. During oral oral arguments. Well, what was the term? Ignorant? (laughs) I believe that applies here, does it not? I mean, that's the basis for her support, obviously, hanging on to the mandate. What, what about the Constitution? Shouldn't that be what is the, the subject matter debated here? Not, not whether or not vaccines are effective or that the virus, unless they're trying to hang their hat on some other, I don't know, welfare provision or something like that in the empowerment there. Just unbelievable. I think most independent thinkers pay no attention to all the crap they're spewing, says Stanley. I, I think you're right, honestly, and I I think the ship has kind of sailed to the great to a great extent. Fight racism with racism, says Scott Rankin County. How about fight racism with love, compassion, understanding? I, I agree with you, but it, what I said, uh, Scott, is true. You can look it up. Ibram Kendi, I, I, I may have not quoted it exactly but the, the concept that he promotes is we fight past racism with present racism and future uh, race, uh, present racism with future racism. Past with, with present, present with future, chronologically, so to speak. It's not sufficient, as, as Scott points out, to just not be racist. You've got to be racist to overcome prior racism. But that's who is connected to the consulting firm that's involved in this curriculum. I did review it. It's like 200 pages. I did a cursory review of that of that uh, proposed curriculum for social studies in the state of Mississippi. 
I don't see a lot of what I would call critical race theory. I don't see this this divisive, this dividing, this call for dividing and asking white children to admit that they're inherently implicitly racist and they're the cause of all the, the, the prior um, evil and, and bad things and stains on this country. I didn't see that explicitly in there. But there's some stuff that's disturbing in that it doesn't really promote the goodness of this country and the positive aspects of it and tends to dwell on those stains in our past, which certainly need to be taught in the classroom, in context. But good grief, when do we ever get the left to acknowledge anything positive? Was it Michelle Obama that said, I'm embarrassed about my country for the first time ever? That's just an example. There are lots of them. And... I don't know. The threat to democracy, was it Barack Obama that said, I just wish that constitution, I wasn't uh, uh, banned by that or limited by that. That's what I should say, not banned, but limited by that. uh, That I wish I could do more, had more power. But I don't. Got that dang constitution in the way. So that's a threat to our democracy, but nobody tends to acknowledge that. We'll get the Jen Psaki tape for you on Monday. you got to hear what she said with the Don, Donald Trump lemmings. It's ridiculous. Until then, we hope you have a great and pleasant and safe and happy and healthy weekend. We'll see you on Monday. God bless. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.